This is the Radio Bible Class, and I'm your host, Tim Carter. We welcome you to our Bible study as the Radio Bible Class streams across the nation and around the world. We bring to a message how Christ ministers to his disciples after the resurrection. We greet you on the internet and radio with a message that Jesus is alive today. Now, today's lesson is titled, Good News is for Sharing, and it comes from Luke 24. But before we start our lesson today, Word Talking could use your support. Now, playing music on the radio may sound simple, but actually it's quite costly due to publishing rights and royalties. And before that first song was ever played, there's utility bills and town rental fees and maintenance and so forth. We need people just like you to help with the tax-deductible gifts, so won't you do that today? You can do that by calling us at 601-483-8648, and there they can take your information safely and securely over the phone. Or mail us your gift to Word Talk, Inc., P.O. Box 4334, Marini, Mississippi 39304. Now, your gift to Word Talk, Inc. is IRS-approved as a 501c3 tax-exempt ministry. Now, your contribution is never used for salaries or managerial purposes, but 100% of it goes to the expense providing the good news of Jesus Christ to our listening area. Hebrews 13.16 says, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. If you'd like to go back and listen to a previous lesson, you can do that by going to our podcast website. That's Radio Bible Class with no spaces between radiobibleclass.podbean.com. Or you can catch us wherever you listen to your podcast. We're there too, whether it's iTunes or Amazon or Google Play. We're there. Just go search for WMER Radio Bible Class with no space between Radio Bible Class. Now today is our Easter message. And I want to just start off by saying, don't you love good news? Whenever you have good news, what do you want to do? You want to share it. And that's what today's message is all about. You'd probably say, Tim, well, lately it's been just constantly bombarded through bad news. I haven't had good news. And you're probably right. If you listen to the headlines on the news or if you read the Internet, there is a lot of bad news going on right now. Inflation as an all-time high hit a record this week. You're probably struggling to pay for gas that's now over $4 a gallon. If you go to the grocery store, the money you used to spend doesn't go as far as it used to go. Inflation is not your friend, and it's not good news. And what about this virus that you keep hearing about called COVID-19? Again, it keeps popping back up over and over again, and the media just keeps bombarding us with scare messaging. Let me say that I believe that it is a bad virus and it has caused many to die. The news media has created a scare tactic around it. They want to bombard you with that bad news of COVID-19. What about the war over in Ukraine and possibly China taking over Taiwan? What about the supply chain shortage? I could go on and on and tell you about each of the things that are bad news. And so if you were the one that said, yeah, bad news seems to be inundating me right now. I don't have good news. I want you to stop and listen today because today is about good news and sharing the good news. In spite of all the darkness and the corruption and the violence and the despair and just the spiritual ruthlessness of our society today, I want you to know that there is some good news. You need to know that there's hope, that there are still good possibilities, that you can still live a life that is still livable and it's in the good part. I want you to know that Christ is still in control. He's not up in heaven walking around, wringing his hands, wondering, how did this happen? How did I not know that? God knows everything. And there is still good news to share today. 
You know, I think about the times of my life when I've gotten good news. I can remember when Sandra and I found out we were going to have our first child. We were so excited and we waited to tell folks. We wanted to make sure that, you know, that was going to become a reality before we shared it. But it was hard every time we had a conversation not to say something to somebody. We wanted to share the good news. And then we found out it was doubly good news because we were having twins. We're having twin girls. And we were able to go share that with my parents and with her parents and with all our close friends and with the church. When we have good news, we want to share it. I think about in my life where I've gotten good news in my work, where I've got a promotion or I've won some award or I made a particular status that is one of just few in the company to do. And it was good news. And guess what? I shared it with people. I was so excited about it. I think about when I rededicated my life to Christ. You know, I prayed a prayer when I was young, but I definitely understood that there was a time that I walked outside the will of the Lord and I rededicated my life. And I remember walking back in into my computer store at that moment and telling the folks around what I had done that night, how the night before, uh, Sunday night, I went before the church and I asked the Lord, to, I wanted to rededicate my life. I wanted to put a stake in the ground. And I had such a joy and a peace after doing that. And you know what? I wanted to share that good news. And that's exactly what we're going to see today. We're going to see the good news. We're going to see how the disciples heard the good news and they were so excited about that they went out and spread the good news. And that's how the church was formed. But we're going to see first that the angels shared the good news, but they didn't share it with the disciples. They shared it with the women that came. And then how there were two men walking down the road and Jesus was with them and how he shared the good news. And then they went back and shared it with the apostles. And then the apostles shared the good news after they met with Jesus. So I got a lot to cover. Let's jump right in. Turn with me to the book of Luke in the New Testament. We'll start in chapter 24, verse 1, and I'll be reading out of the ESV. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of Jesus. And while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them and dazzling appear. As they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said unto them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day he will rise. And then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told these things to the eleven and all the rest. And we'll stop right there for now. So let me give you a quick timeline to tell you where we're at. So just a week ago, Jesus had rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. It was Palm Sunday, and they were singing Hosanna. And then later that week, he was betrayed. He was tried. He was hung on a cross, and he died. And on Friday, he was buried in a tomb. Now, they didn't have a lot of time to prepare his body, and we're going to talk about that more in a minute, but they buried him in the tomb. And then a stone was rolled and covered the entrance to that tomb. And guards were put around it so that no one could steal the body. And then this is where we pick up. The Sabbath has gone by. They couldn't come on the Sabbath because on the Sabbath was a day of rest. So it's the next morning. And the women, the women are headed to the tomb. They're going to finish putting perfume on the body. And they're doing that because 
they don't believe that Jesus was going to rise again like he told them. I imagine as they were making that walk to the tomb early that morning in the dawn, they were talking to one another. They were Their biggest worry was how are they going to move this stone? How are they going to roll that away so they could get into the tomb and put these spices on the body and finish preparing it for its death and its decay? You know, the bad news in this story is that the women did believe what Jesus had told them. And we see that the angels remind them. The angel said, why are you looking for him? He's not here. He told you that he would be delivered by the hands of sinful men, but that he would rise again. He would walk out of the tomb. See, they're bringing spices. They're not bringing lounge chairs. They're not bringing recliners. They're not bringing popcorn. Not trying to get there early to see this most miraculous thing that's ever happened. Someone raised from the dead and walking out of the tomb. No, they're not doing that. They're coming to finish. Sadly, they didn't believe Jesus. So now the women get to the tomb. Now the women get there thinking that they're going to have to ask the guards to roll the stone away. I'm sure that, like I told you, they've been talking about that. And they find the stone moved. What they were worried about was gone. And so they go into the tomb and Jesus isn't there. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the horror that was in their heart? Have you ever lost something very important? Have you ever worried about something because you didn't know where it was? Here are these women that love Jesus that have come to finish the burial and he's not there. But the Bible tells us that two men calm them down. They were dressed in dazzled clothes is what it says. Wouldn't you like to have been there with them? I do. I, I would love to have been there to see these angels. I've never seen an angel. I believe that these angels, and, and the Bible says that they were dazzling. I would love to have seen that. And then the angels tell them. I get goosebumps every time I read this part of the text. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. This is the good news. That yes, Jesus showed that he was human, and then he went to a cross and he died. That was the human part. But he shows now that he was also God and that he overcame death. That is the good news that, yes, he died for our sins, but he rose again. And right here, we see that the angels shared the good news for the first time with the women. Good news is for sharing. That is the theme of my lesson today is that good news is for sharing. When's the last time you shared the good news? I think about when I was in the hospital visitation part of Crossgates Baptist Church over in Jackson, Mississippi, and how that I would go into different hospital rooms, and I got the opportunity to share the good news with people. I got to tell them about no matter what the outcome was, and sometimes it wasn't good, and, and they knew that. They had just gotten through talking to the doctor, and the doctor didn't give them the news they wanted to hear, but I told them about the good news of Jesus Christ. And that how, just like he overcame death, that we will too if we invite him into our heart. When is the last time you shared the good news? As I said just a few weeks ago, some of you know this, my mom passed away on February the 10th. But you know the good news is, is that she is not in the ground. She's with heaven. She's with Jesus right now. Just like he overcame death she did too, because she accepted him in her heart. And you have that opportunity today as well. 
That is the good news that we have an opportunity to have the same power that was in Jesus in us to overcome death. Most of us know this. I'm not telling you anything new, but what I'm reminding you, just like the angels reminded the women, I'm reminding you the same thing, that that is the good news and that we are to share it with one another. If you look at verse 8 with me, it says that very thing, that they remembered his words. And then they returned from the tomb and they told these things to the eleven and all the rest of his disciples. They shared the good news. The angels shared it with them and then they went to the disciples and they shared it. Now the disciples didn't believe them. Let me show you that. Look at verse 10 with me. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanne and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them to be an idle tale and they did not believe them. The Bible tells us right there that the apostles didn't believe them. But Peter rose and he ran to the tomb and he stooped and he looked in and he saw the linen clothes by themselves and he went home marveling at what had happened. See, right here we see that the apostles didn't believe them. They said, this is nonsense. That can't be the case. Even though Jesus had told them multiple times about this, they didn't believe it. They had to see it for themselves. So first, the angels shared the good news to the women. The women come back and share the good news to the apostles. And then the apostles run and they see that Jesus is missing. Now, you know that the Bible is true. Why believe the Bible is true? Because back in those days, women... Their testimony wasn't believable. That had no stature. It had no credibility to it. They couldn't testify in a court of law because they couldn't be believed. And so why would the Bible be written where women come and tell the story and the angels tell it to women if they have no credibility? Why would the apostles make up a story where nobody would believe what they read? If the apostles were going to make up a story, I believe they would have made themselves look a whole lot better than what they do right here. And that takes us to verse 13, which is really one of my favorite parts about the story because it shows the sense of humor of God and Jesus. Here are two disciples. And let me stop and just clarify that real quick. There were the 12 apostles, and then there was a wider disciple following. And here are two disciples that are headed to Emmaus. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still looking sad. And then one of them, named Cleopas, answered and said, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here these days? And when he had said them, he said, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and a word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucify him, and but when he had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel, 
Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things have happened. And moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of an angel who said that he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said. But him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? In the beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted to them all the scripture, the things concerning himself. And we'll stop right there. So what's happening? Here's these two disciples walking down the road, and all of a sudden Jesus kind of slips in there with them. And they don't recognize him, either because their eyes are put into a point where they won't recognize him, or maybe they just don't believe that he's alive. They think he's dead. And they're sad because they thought he was going to be the king that would take the nation of Israel back up and rule again, just like King David had done. They thought that this Messiah was going to come and be a real king. They didn't understand the spiritual influence that Jesus was going to give us and how he was going to shed his blood. But anyhow, they're saddened because of that. And then Jesus says to them, what are you talking about? And they start to tell him, where have you been? You've been hiding under a rock. Everybody knows this. Even the people that are just Gentiles know this, that Jesus of Nazareth, was di- that he died. He was crucified and he was buried. And then he I love the way it finishes. He says, Oh, foolish ones and slow to heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And then he revealed the scriptures concerning himself. Now, maybe you're new to the radio Bible class. Maybe you've listened a lot. You got to understand, one, that the New Testament is being lived out while this is being written, right? So all they had was the Old Testament. And what Jesus is saying is that everything in the Old Testament pointed directly to him. And wouldn't you love to have been there? Wouldn't you love to be there as Jesus starts to explain how he says in Genesis 3, how a Savior would be born through Adam and Eve, and I'm that one. Don't you remember? And then how he moved to Genesis 12, and he says, don't you remember How God told Abraham that everything would come from your lineage? That's me. I came through you, Abraham. I came through Abraham, the God promise that was given to Abraham. Don't you remember that he said that I would come from the tribe of Judah? And I did. Don't you remember how he told David that I would come through his lineage? And I did. Don't you remember how he told Isaiah that the Savior would be born of a virgin, and I was. Don't you remember how in Isaiah 53 he said that I would have to die, and I did? Don't you remember in Micah how he said that I would come from the city of Bethlehem, and I did? I don't know about you, but I would have loved to be there. As he told each of those things and revealed in the Scripture, there's things that we would probably remember and we would understand. But there would probably be new insights that we haven't even picked up yet that Jesus would have pointed the scripture to him. See, we need to understand that from Genesis to Revelation, it's one big story. It's not a collection of stories. It is one story that points to Jesus Christ. Look how it continues in verse 28. 
It says in verse 28, so they drew near to the village to which they were going and he acted as if he was going further, but they urged him strongly to say, stay with us for it is towards the evening and the day is now far spent. So he went and stayed with them. And when with he was at the table with them, he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them. And their eyes were open and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. And then they said to each other, do not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and they returned to Jerusalem and they found the eleven and those that were with them and gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened to them on the road and how he was known to them and breaking of the bread. So what happens here is that it's becoming later in the evening. They get to the town that they're headed and they say, come on in. I know you're moving on, but won't you stay with us? Spend the night. We've enjoyed talking to you and understanding the scripture. And so they sit down to have a meal with him and he breaks bread and he blesses it. And they understand there it's revealed to him who he is. And immediately he's gone. But they, they are so excited their hearts burned within them, and they had to run back and tell. They, their heart burned as he opened the scriptures to them. And you know, that is the good news again. When the good news is spread and it's used with the Holy Spirit, it burns within us. It opens our eyes and we're able to see Jesus. And we are saved through the Holy Spirit and his tugging at our heart and his opening and that burning that is within us. And that burning within us makes us want to go spread that good news after we're saved. And that's what they do. They run back and they tell the story of what's just happened to them on the road. So the first good news was shared by the angels to the, to the women. Then the women ran to the apostles and they shared the good news. And now we've seen the two men on the road to Emmaus, that Jesus with them, and he shares the good news with them. And they run back again to the apostles and tell what's happened. As I think about these two, though, as they broke bread, it reminds me of my favorite verse in Revelation, that's Revelation 3.20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody will open the door and let me in, I will sup with them. I will break bread with them. I will eat with them. You might be saying today, I would love to have a meal with Jesus. There's so much I would ask him. Well, you know, the good news is, is that Jesus, when we accept him in our heart, he's with us. Every morning, I get to have breakfast with Jesus. Every night, I get to have supper with Jesus. He's with me. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. The thing we see in every one of these situations is they are changed, and they run out, and they share the good news. They're excited, and they tell others about the good news, that Jesus is alive. Jesus has risen. They tell the apostles. These two men now run and Tell the good news. Now look how this chapter wraps up. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your heart? See my hands and my feet, that it is myself. Touch me and see. For the spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they were still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, 
Have you anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and he ate before them. And then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and of the Psalms may be fulfilled. And then he opened their minds to understand the scripture. And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. That's the good news right there. Thus it is written. Read that again with me in chapter uh, in verse 46. Thus it is written that Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. Good news. And that the repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of this thing. You're witnesses of the good news. And behold, I am sending the promise of the Father upon you. That is the Holy Spirit who comes later. But stay in the city until you are clothed with the power from the one on high. Even with all the good news that has been brought back to the disciples, they are all gathered together and they're frightened. They're behind locked doors because they're worried that they're going to come in and kill them just like they did Jesus. And then all of a sudden, Jesus just appears among them. And he said, peace to you. And they were startled and frightened. Wouldn't you love to have been there? I know I would have been frightened to death myself. And they thought he was a ghost. He says, I'm not a ghost. I'm not a spirit. Touch me. Does a spirit have bones and flesh? I had that. Look, here's my hands that's been pierced where the nails went in. Here's my feet. See the holes. Here's my side where I was pierced with a sword. But then he reminded them of the good news. He said that these are my words that I've told you before. I'm reminding you everything that has been written about me through the law of Moses, through the prophets have said, the Psalms we sing about has all been fulfilled. It was the good news that was shared. It was shared directly from Jesus to the disciples. And we know that Jesus then tells them that you're to go and go to Jerusalem and share this good news. And then we see in verse 50 that it says that he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem, just like he told them they should do with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. So today, as we've gone through this passage, we've seen that good news is for sharing. The angels had good news and they shared it. The women had good news and they shared it. The two on the road to Emmaus, they come back and share it. And then the 11 meet with Jesus and then they go out and share it. And guess what? We get to do the same thing. We are challenged to go out and share the good news. When's the last time you shared the good news? See, the apostles went out and shared the good news and they started churches and that good news was shared to other people. And those people share good news and they share good news. And that's why we are hearing the good news today. That's why I'm sharing the good news because I heard the good news because of what Jesus did. And it is your challenge today to go out and share the good news. Just like right here at the very end of this chapter, Jesus challenged the apostles to go share the good news. Jesus has challenged you today to go share the good news. Maybe you're listening to my voice right now and you're saying, but Tim, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to share with them. Share what God has done with you. Invite them to 
a church. Invite them to your church. Invite them to listen. What I want you to do is stop and listen to the Holy Spirit. Because I feel like he's knocking on a heart or two today saying, share the good news. There's someone that each of us, we know that needs to hear the good news. Won't you go and share the good news? Let us pray. Dearly Father, we come before you today, Lord. And Lord, I feel like you laid this lesson on my heart. It spoke to me in a special way that I need to keep sharing the good news. There's someone that needed to hear this challenge of going and sharing the good news. Maybe there's one that doesn't know you, so they've not been able to share the good news. Lord, I know you teach us that if we will admit we're a sinner, that's the first thing we got to do. We got to understand that we are a sinner. We have to be lost before we can be saved, right? We have to admit we're a sinner and that we need a Savior. And then we have to believe on your finished work. That's what it says right here in this passage of Scripture, that we believe on your finished work, that you died for our sins on the cross, and then you overcame death. We believe that in our heart, and then we confess with our mouth that you are Lord and that we are going to chase after you, Lord, that we'll be saved. Lord, maybe there's one today that was saved, but for whatever reason, they've never shared the good news with somebody. Maybe they've never told the good news. Maybe they're too bashful or whatever. But Lord, I pray today that your Holy Spirit will knock on their heart and it will renew a fire in them. It will burn and it will bring back to remembrance the things that you have done in their lives, Lord, and that they will go share the good news with others. Lord, right now I pray for everyone listening, Lord, that you will just make this day a special day for them. And for the one that may have accepted you through prayer, Lord, I pray that today they will go and share the good news. Lord, we thank you for all this. We give you all the honor and glory. It's not me. It's not my words, but it's your Holy Spirit through me sharing what you've laid on my heart. Lord, we thank you. And it's in your name we pray. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.